good Monday morning. It's Breakfast at Fishing. I'm Mike Trier, your trustee and trusted reporter. This is the Fishbowl. That is the star and the scene last night at AT&T Stadium. A game changer temporarily in the standings, but maybe permanently in the hearts and minds of the Dallas Cowboys and maybe in the hearts and minds of fish heads in Cowboy Nation as well. 70,000 strong. And away we go this morning uh, with your help, your comments, your questions and your criticisms. Uh, let's get into our top 10 takes after spending a long and enjoyable day and night at AT&T Stadium. And item by item, away we go. <coughs> item 10, let's do it upside down. Home sweet home. 33 to 13 over the hated Eagles. I mean, that was a, if not a burial, because Eagles aren't done, certainly a spanking. Uh, the Cowboys battled through some health scares, not only with their coach, but also with their star defensive player. And then to a great degree, ride on offense for a while. If you're old enough to remember the St. Louis Rams, the greatest show on turf, 1999 or so. I mean, you know me, I'm not much for hyperbole. This is that. The Cowboys are the best NFL home offense in football since the 99 Rams. They scored 24 points on their first four possessions and then cruised in the second half. Point differential at home through seven games is plus 171. That's the biggest in the league since Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk, Torrey Holt, and those Rams were sprinting to the Super Bowl. We can get into another conversation at another day and time about the Cowboys on grass, about the Cowboys on the road. But the Cowboys have won 15 straight games at home. They have accelerated this year by using the Texas Coast offense under Mike McCarthy, tailored to the skills of Dak Prescott, who's now the number one MVP candidate in football. Texas Coast offense, by the way, the Uncle Fish store. Look at the link below. Go get you some. Also, why I've got you here. Would you please hit the like button? This is Cowboy information, infotainment at its finest, Emmy award-winning stuff. And when you hit the, uh, the like button, YouTube recognizes that you like high-quality cowboy info. So do that for me and for yourself, please. Also, please subscribe to what we do here. And, of course, CowboysSI.com, the centerpiece of all things Sports Illustrated and Cowboys. Point differential at home through seven games, plus 171. That is greatest show on turf level stuff. Item nine, the officiating. You know you're doing something right or you're living right, or maybe they did something right. When the referees throw a flag on two of your touchdowns and then pick up the flag, call for holding, call for offensive interference, waved off. Allows CeeDee Lamb to get his, allows Michael Gallup to get his, and then Dallas waltzes to this 24-6 lead. After the game, Micah Parsons still said the officiating regarding holding of him is comical. And Jerry, on the same subject, said unbelievable. That, 
that is ripping the officials. Uh, these are finable offenses if the NFL cares to bother. <clears throat> the only problem with fining Micah for saying comical and Jerry for saying unbelievable is they're not lying. At the same time, you don't want to get too caught up in whining about uh, finally beating John Hussey. And of course, it's actually finally beating the Eagles and John Hussey together, an impossible task uh, as coming into this game, the Eagles were 7-0 and when John Hussey and his crew work. For a minute there, not score-wise, but just in terms of, hey, uh, John, uh, 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 Sugar's waiting at home. He was on pace after the first quarter to, to throw 28 flags in that game. That's right. There were seven penalties in the first quarter. Seven penalties accepted, I should say. The Cowboys muddled through. <clears throat> Item eight, the quick recovery from the coach. And um, certainly there was a lot of people watching him. Uh, you know, he's kind of dancing around in the locker room afterwards. And he's jogging around on the field. And people are worried. He, he was under extremely strict doctor's care. Not doctor's orders. Uh, not doctors saying don't jog and don't dance, but uh, it was going to be okay. Uh, you, you, you know, he's 60, not a thousand. He can dance a little bit. He's 60, he's not a thousand. He can jog a little bit. Jeffrey G, Fish, I ain't saying it was God, but at church, I told everybody it was going to be a blowout. <laughs> if, if only, wouldn't it be something if God really cared? Christopher, Eagles remaining games as a cakewalk makes me sad. Except remember now, same schedule you played. You played the Giants twice too, right? You played Arizona as well. You played Seattle as well. Essentially the same schedule. Just juggled differently. The fact is, if you don't lose to Arizona uh, this season, regular season, and maybe even the postseason, uh, has a different com uh, complexion to it. But let, let's let's watch and see. Uh, let, let's watch and see. Eagles at Seattle next week. Long trip. Is Geno healthy? Uh, Seattle's struggling, but Seattle's struggling at the same level. The Eagles are struggling. Jonathan Trotter, cry Eagles, cry. And you know they got their ass handed to them in such <clears throat> a definitive way that there really wasn't any room for Coach Nick Sirianni's usual whining. Just, just nothing to whine about. Uh, you, you lost 33 to 13, and it, it wasn't one call or one play. Uh, as Dak Prescott said, if he, in his mind, if he plays a little better, we hang half a hundred on him. And there was a lot of that kind of talk, by the way, in the locker room. Bree Amaranthus and yours truly hanging out at AT&T Stadium. Uh, a lot of a lot of subtle, not digs at the Eagles, just the puffing out of Cowboys' chests. Let's put it that way. Doomsday defense, Texas Coast offense, Bones Fossil, uh, who will talk a lot. We'll, we'll uh, talk with the coordinators, by the way, and Big Mike this afternoon, 3 o'clock and 3.30 at the Star right across the street. Uh, I bet you Bones Fossil will talk a lot this afternoon about the fake field goal success. But understand this about when a team runs a fake field goal and everybody thinks, oh, they're on balls, you know. It's desperation. It's all they had. Uh, really, really good teams don't have to do fake field goals. 
desperate teams have to do fake field. Uh, I'm sorry, fake punts. Byron, $5 pitch and fish was probably the best game the boys have played all season. You know, uh, I thought Jerry was very insightful when he said, uh, this is the most satisfying win, the biggest, the best, the most satisfying win of the Mike McCarthy era. I, I think Jerry nailed it on that one. And I appreciate you guys pitching in to the brief fund and being a part of what we do here at uh, the fish report on uh, and cowboyssi.com too, where I know that you are doing me a solid and hanging out. James Havens, I need prayers, prayers, prayers. I'm back in the hospital. James, uh, as we discuss a great deal here and are happy to do it, we are absolutely here for, here for you. 70,000 best friends right here. AD, I heard that AJ Brown called Gilly old and motivated him. Guess what? Uh, that story is up right now at CowboysSI.com. Big mistake by AJ Brown. Uh, Gilly had his best game of the year. There's no question about that for the Cowboys uh, as a playmaker. Um, is he is he at age 33 what he was in 2019 when he won Defensive Player of the Year? Come on, I'm not going to call him old, but uh, you know that was 2019. Uh, but is he still a playmaker at the highest level? He demonstrated that that is indeed the case. Uh, good game for Gilly last night. Uh, and, and this is about this season. We don't know what they're going to do with Gilly's contract and all the rest. I, as you're sitting here right now, wouldn't it be great to have him back in an affordable way with Bland and Diggs as your starting corners? Uh, something to talk about, certainly in March. Item eight, completing uh, with McCarthy, not only back on the sideline, but also back on his A game, aggressive. Go for it on fourth and two. Kick a 60-yard field goal. Let's try another 59-yard field goal. Uh, and by the way, just in case you're wondering, can a 60-year-old man re uh, rehab from an emergency appendectomy and get stretched out? Boy, he threw that red flag 15 yards uh, and successfully challenging the Rico Dowdle touchdown. Good on Big Mike. Happy for him. Item seven, doomsday. Dallas doomsday. Yes, that shirt is in the Uncle Fish store as well. Offense gives Dallas the big lead. DQ's defense holds on late. And if we, we talked a lot about in week nine and since then how, you know, the Eagles fumble a lot. Jalen Hurts fumbles every game but in that meeting at philadelphia three eagles fumbles and the ball just went boom boom right back into their hands boom boom that was the sound it makes it's supposed to look at look at these two balls these two extremely uh wonderful balls they have points on them the balls the balls have to go it's not a basketball but it was in that game not in this game Donovan Wilson strips Hurts. Gilly strips A.J. Brown. Bell strips Devontae Smith. All three fumbles recovered by the Cowboys. That's the, we talk about the do theory. I talk about the do theory. The Eagles were due to lose fumbles to the Cowboys because they fumble all the time. And by the way, yes, the Cowboys got gassed last week uh, and, and, and hung on against the Seahawks. 35 points. 
They didn't allow an offensive touchdown. And man, uh, coming up the tunnel and in the locker room, you should have heard the defensive players. Again, not bragging, just saying no tutties, no touch. I don't know when that, by the way, when did tutty come into play? What, did I miss a skipper generation? When did they start calling it tutties? No touchdowns allowed. You can have your fake field goal, uh, your, your fake punt. Go ahead and have a field goal. This is the first time the Eagles haven't scored an offensive touchdown in 95 regular season games. Tush, push, push, tush that. <laughs> Item six, first drive of the third quarter. And CeeDee Lamb uh, al almost catches a deep pass, does not. Cowboys punt. Hey, Brian Anger, what's up? The Cowboys punted. Ah, okay. These things happen. But not around here since Thanksgiving. <laughs> the Texas Coast offense. So consistently, and you had you want both of these. You want you want uh to be explosive, obviously. But you also want to be consistent. Just splash plays doesn't get it done. Texas Coast offense, explosive and consistent to the point where they rarely punt. And when they do, he's a, he's a Pro Bowl caliber punter. He'll come in handy if they ever really need it. And they will. We we know that we we know that the playoffs aren't going to go like this game went, are they? I don't think. Agreed. Sanusi. So the Eagles are now seven and one with that referee. That's correct. DB Cooper. How about Hertz running off without a handshake? Didn't see that. Didn't notice that. I take your word for it. Not good. Uh, the, the way the Cowboys battered him, of course. Sugar, good morning. Uh, I don't blame him for being in a surly mood. They are reeling, the Eagles. And Hurts said after the game, uh, we're not stuck in a rut. We're just going through a tough time. I have news for you, young man. That's the same thing. <laughs> they got problems. And... If you believe that that a lot of the game is played up here, uh, the Cowboys mentally now are at an extremely high level. Russell says that Hertz and Dak did indeed meet on the field. Uh, again, I'll take your guy's word for it. I'll take your guy's word for it either way, is what I should say. Item five. I know some of you are tired of the big Dom talk. I'm not. A week ago, so I'll just spend a minute on it. A week ago, the Eagles survive a big test. Actually, before the week ago, right? When 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 they did Chiefs. They survived a big test. When they did Bills, survived a big test. 
even when they lost in Philadelphia, they're talking about how you know Philly tough because the head of insecurity, Big Dom, uh, gets publicity for being a bouncer. Whoops. Maybe the Eagles are focusing on the wrong things. Maybe being fake tough ain't it. The Eagles now have been outscored in the last two weeks, again, by good teams, 75 to 32. And in fairness, again, I mean, they, they beat the Chiefs, right? They beat the Bills. And the Cowboys need to beat the Bills. And the Cowboys need to beat the Dolphins. Similar challenges. But if the Chiefs don't drop a 51-yard touchdown pass at the end of that game, the Cowboys would indeed have sole possession of first place in the division. Still goes back to Arizona, but, but you might as well flush that. Now go see what you can do. It's, it's Bills. Tough enough. And then, yes, run your own race and all that. McCarthy and Dak and, and Dan Quinn will talk about staying in their own lane, but don't think that there won't be some glances over there to see how, how Philly's doing against the Seahawks. Item four, butta. And that's the nickname, of course, that uh, in training camp, some people are just catching on to this. By the way, this is a phenomenon that happens when the Cowboys are really, really good, and I'm cool with it. You by virtue of what we do here and by virtue of your own fantastic cowboy brain, you're going to start now hearing all these stories uh, being regurgitated nationally as if they're new, even though you know that Dak Prescott has been calling Aubrey butter for months, you know, cause he's smooth, but now it's all these stories this morning, Dak reveals new nickname. No, not really, but that's okay. There's still teams out there that, Use draft pick on kickers. Cowboys found this guy out of nowhere. Well, you know, McKinney. 60-yarder. 59-yarder. First kicker to have two field goals of 59 yards plus in the same game. And both were boomtown. Uh, he also hit from 45 and 50. Eh, pish posh. He's 30 of 30. And uh, nobody wants to jinx anything, but he's 30 of 30. Uh, we asked him after the game, 50, 60, could you hit from 70? Yeah, absolutely, he says. I, I can make one from 70. Okay. Item three, six sack. So Jerry comes walking up the tunnel behind Micah. And Micah gets the sack that gives him 12 and a half, gets him to 12. Only two guys in NFL history, since they've been keeping track of sacks, have had at least 12 sacks in each of their first three NFL seasons. The first one played in the USL for, USFL first, where he matured and then came to the NFL as a mature young player, Reggie White. And Micah. I'm not going to play the game of Micah is not as good as Reggie. That's not what anybody's saying. Although maybe history will say that he is. 
remember some of the things that Micah has talked about and we've talked about regarding from his very rookie year when he exploded onto the scene as a pass rusher in a way that not even the Cowboys knew he would. By the way, yes, beating Lane Johnson was quite something. And yes, Jonathan Hankins with an ankle sprain that is a high ankle sprain, but the Cowboys hope it's mild. Uh, by the way, Mark 27 notes, uh, and Pat Doney and I were talking about this last night from NBC5. It's supposed to be like, you know, in the 40s. So it's not going to be a snowstorm at this point in Buffalo, which is great. And yes, uh, DB's right. Reggie White, Micah Parsons, two completely different kind of players. They don't exactly, completely different bodies, completely different eras. But 12, 12, 12. Only been done twice. And it's quite astounding because what I was going to say is consistency. It, it's one thing to be spectacular as a rookie. It's been done before. And then, you know, you take a dip. You believe your press clippings. You don't keep lifting all them weights and watching all that film. And the next thing, your second year, oh, it's a sophomore slump. Or there's a rookie wall. 12, 12, 12. It's quite something. Yeah, and, and thank you. We, again, we've, we've, we, we've done the thing on Hankins. Uh, we will research injury and stuff today. We'll be with Big Mike at 3 o'clock. So they're coming up the tunnel. And Jerry walks up behind Parsons, goes, sit my ass. <laughs> and it, I don't know how to quite put that in a headline. It, it, people might not quite understand, sit my ass. What does that mean? But when I say it to you, you get it. Uh, sit my ass. But Parsons did have a fever of 102 over the course of the weekend, flu-like symptoms or whatever, sounded terrible after the game. He's talking with Bree Amaranthus, and she finally starts realizing I'm probably standing a little bit too close to a sick guy, but he, he was the point man in shutting down a, a usually high powered offense, the bull rush through Lane Johnson, who just doesn't allow sacks. Um, outstanding stuff. Again, really high level of play at all three levels for the Cowboys. <clears throat> Item two, we tried to tell you this, you know how some people say, oh, I hate to tell you I told you so. I don't hate to tell you I told you so. I enjoy it very much. We talked about the Shaq Leonard flirtation, how it was a tug of war, but not a bidding war, and how it had nothing. It, it, it was like Deion Sanders and Charles Haley in zero ways. This is a two-down, sore back, run-stopping, locker room leader, aging linebacker whose Pro Bowls were a long time ago. The Cowboys could have used him, but they didn't need him. The Eagles have a relationship with him because of the Colts and, and when Sirianni was there, the Eagles have more snaps to give him. And the Eagles, as of a week ago, looked like they had a better chance at the Super Bowl. And maybe, maybe they still do. And I, I said it then and I say it now. Cowboys could have used him, but it, if, if you get him, good. If you don't get him, fine. He played. He didn't notice him. But the run-stopping tackle machine 
had two tackles. And we jokingly say, <clears throat> wonder if he'd like a mulligan now on that uh, idea of which team is more likely to go to the Super Bowl. And finally, item. Micah Parsons, if you go look at DraftKings, is now the leader for Defensive Player of the Year. And Deron Bland, obviously, is going to get some votes as well. Mike McCarthy is not going to get any votes for Coach of the Year. It's not how it works. It's got to be a turnaround, always a turnaround. So D'Amico Ryans in uh, Houston is a more likely guy. But McCarthy's doing his thing at a high level. Micah and Bland doing their thing at a high level. And Dak Prescott, I don't know what more you want him to do. Oh, I, yeah, I do. Win a Super Bowl. I know, I know. Jerry Jones says that not only is Dak deserving of a Super Bowl, but he, he pulled out the Romo. Here's what I'm going to do for you. You may or may not know this. If you don't know this, and if you do, and you find the next minute that I'm about to tell you, the story that I'm about to tell you, the two-headed story, to be uniquely insightful, you must subscribe to this program. You ready? Here's the regard in which the Jones family and the Romo family hold each other. Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones will tell you, and he loves Michael Irvin, and uh, him and Troy, you know, have their conflicts, but he 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 loves Troy, and. and uh, on and on and on, this list of great players and great people who've been through here and done great things for Jerry Jones's company, for Jerry Jones's team. He is not shy about telling you his favorite player of all time, his favorite Cowboy player of all time is Tony Romo. And I've always kind of wished he wouldn't do that because it creates a separation between Romo and the next guy. Uh, Romo, of course, famously, I would say infamously, took family vacations with the Joneses. They would get on the yacht and go to Turks and Caicos and everybody dresses in white and poses. And there's Charlotte and there's, there's Junior and there's the grandkid and there's Romo. I, I, I didn't think it was the slickest move, but I mean, Jerry is nothing but sincere. It's his favorite guy of all time. And Jerry will tell you my greatest regret and he has told me about his regrets regarding Jimmy. The, the, he used to say my greatest regret was that I bundled together three gigantic stories. In my enthusiasm, I stumble bumbled together, <clears throat> stumble bumble bungled, bundled together the purchase of the team, the dismissal of Coach Landry, and the hiring of Jimmy. And I made it all one story. Now, he said that was my biggest mistake. Now, if you ask him his biggest regret that we didn't get a Super Bowl for Tony Romo, that's his love for that guy. I give you this. Do you know the Cowboys? You know what the Cowboys address is? At the star? Um, I could give you a minute to look it up. But somewhere 
somewhere in there, somewhere wrapped into that neighborhood is a nine, is a nine address. And it ain't for Cavante Turpin. On the other side of this, you are probably aware that Tony Romo has three little boys, Tony and the lovely Candace. The third little boy's name is Jones. Diddly diddly dink, what? Fish, what did you just say? Yes, Tony Romo named his baby boy Jones. It's his first name, Jones Romo. They call him Jonesy. So when, when, when Jerry says that now Dak is Romo-like in how much we will regret it if we don't win a Super Bowl with him. This is the ultimate Jones family compliment that Dak has moved now to Romo level in terms of the esteem in which Jerry and the Jones family holds him. It is the highest compliment that Jerry Jones can give a player and he's giving it to Dak. And by the way, Dak's record at AT&T Stadium against Philly, six and one. He's got 14 touchdown passes over the course of those seven games. In the last four home games against the Eagles, Dak has led the Cowboys to point totals of 37, 41, 40, and 33. And they blow out the Eagles. The average score in those four games now is right around 37 to 15. In Philly last month, Prescott stepped out of bounds. Sunday night, he simply stepped on the Eagles' turkey neck. He is now the betting favorite to win MVP. And he says, I wasn't at my best, but we have a defense that holds him to six points and a kicker that makes 50-yard, 60-yard field goals. It makes my job easier. And then again, Dak, Super Bowl-worthy, says, if I would have played a little better, we would have hung half a hundred on them. Go get CowboysSI.com and live Cowboys all day long, the way I do. And uh, we'll see you at the Star later this afternoon. And then Fish at Six, of course, live tonight. Fish. <laughs>